I want to share uh, this morning's message was confirmed by um, one of our members as she posted something on Facebook. Uh, I just felt it was just a confirmation of what the Lord wanted me to share. Full of fathers that is not only not appreciated and honored, but actually dishonored and often cursed. The Bible says in Proverbs 30, 11, it says there's a generation who curses his father and do not bless his mother. And I believe we're living in that time that sometimes because of fathers who've not been there, sometimes because of uh, absenteeism or sometimes even abuse, we have a generation that have not always honored their fathers. But I want to say without any apologies that God created fathers to be the leaders of their home. And a father's relationship is critical to the development of every child. If we're going to fight for the families, we must once again restore the honor to our fathers. The health of our families, the health of our churches, the health of our communities often depends on the relationship of fathers and their children. That's why the Bible says in the book of Malachi that God will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to the fathers. And he goes on to say, or else he'll smite the earth with a curse. I want you to know without uh, uh, any apology, 77% of Americans, when interviewed, said the greatest crisis in America is fatherlessness. The absence of fathers bring a curse on our society and a curse on our generation. And so if there was ever a time we needed to uphold and honor and esteem the role of fathers, it's certainly now. The reality is that today in America, that is 24 million children who are dealing with growing up without their fathers. And so many on Father's Day struggle. Father's Day is not always something that, for some, it's a challenge because they think of the times that they never showed up at the game. They think of the times that they never showed up at the dance rehearsal. They think of sometimes the times that instead of ministering love, they ministered pain. And so I want, I'm not remiss or I'm aware of the fact that for many, Father's Day is a challenge. And I thought it was so timely that um, I shared this post. I asked, I remember, I asked her, could I, do I have permission to share? Because how do we honor fathers who are not there? Many single parents and many uh, mothers have the chance. How do you teach your children to honor a father who's not there? So I'd like to read just a little bit of her post. She said, last night, my son had a rough moment. He's becoming increasingly aware of his father's absence. And he's getting older. After he calmed down, we talked and we prayed. I want to tell you, that's the first thing that a mother needs to do. Listen, when, if we pray, how many know God can make that up? Come on, let's thank God for mothers who pray. She said, after we prayed and talked together, he said, I want to do something for my dad. She said, sure, we can go shop tomorrow. She said, my flesh wanted to say no because of my own personal experience. However, I've always made it a point to not to try to shape my son's opinion of his father based on my personal experience. I've always made it a point never to speak poorly of his father to him. 
I want to tell you, that's a wise person. If I had anything, if I had nothing positive to say, I chose to be silent. When I was growing up and my parents were not in a good place with one another, I would hear them speak negatively about one another to us. And it created a struggle for me that they were probably unaware of. I'm grateful that I now have a positive relationship with both of them, but it really created a struggle for me as a child and as a teenager. And I vowed that I would never put my son in that position. He loves his father, and I will let him love his father. I will allow him to form his own opinion of his father and based on his own experience with his father. It is a testing of my character. Yes, it is challenging. Absolutely. However, I just have to remind myself what is most important. My agenda is not most important. My feelings are not most important. After my parents divorced, there was a lot of division in our household. But I came to a point where I wanted to reconcile with my dad. I didn't care what other people were. I didn't care if it upset other people. All I knew is I wanted my father. And who am I to deprive my son of the same thing? I believe that's the cry of the millions of children, adults today, because I believe that God put in our hearts a desire to be reconciled and have a relationship with our fathers. She went on to say, I decided his relationship with his dad would be up to him, period. I also say, I'm sorry, I say also this in hopes of encouraging every single parent. I've been a single mom for 10 years, and each stage has had its challenge. Please do not make it your agenda to turn your children's heart against their father or their mother based on your experience. It does more damage than you can ever imagine. Father's Day is right around the corner, and it is a day of mixed emotions for many. And I want to encourage you that if you have nothing positive to say about the parent of, of your children, Choose to remain silent. It's much easier said than done. I know I've been doing it for 10 years. And it's not has not gotten easier, but it's possible. Pray for me as I pray for you. Come on, let's thank God for that prayer. Come on, don't panic it. Come on, I think that is honorable. And so listen to me. I want to minister on this Father's Day. I want to address several things, but I want to especially... Speak to many of you who find it challenging to honor a father who may have not been there. I want to also challenge all of us whose fathers were there that you take time to honor them. If they've gone on to be with the Lord, you know, honor their memory. I'm reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Let's put it on the screen. Some of us know it by heart. It says simply, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Say it's right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. 
Fathers, say fathers, do not exasperate your children. The King James said, do not provoke your children to anger or wrath. Instead, bring them up in the training and of the, in the instruction of the Lord. I want to speak to you a few minutes on honoring our fathers because I believe that if we're going to restore and fight for the family, we have to learn to understand the principle of honor. The first reason why we need to honor our fathers is because God commands it. Can I have an amen? I want you to know, isn't it amazing that God made a, one of the, in, in the Ten Commandments, one of the ten, I call it one of the big ten, is the subject of honoring our fathers and our mothers. God thought it was so important that we honor that he put it in the Ten Commandments because he says that literally when we honor our fathers, it opens the door of blessing in our lives. I want you to know that just as dishonor opens the door to cursing, honor brings blessings in your life. The Bible tells us in the book of Leviticus that anyone who dishonors his father or mother must be put to death. Aren't you glad you don't live in the Old Testament or live under the law? But the reality, the principle is here that God places a blessing on those who honor their fathers and he places a curse on those who dishonor their fathers. Let me just tell you one of the reasons why we're to honor our fathers is because, first of all, they're the first authority that God places in our lives. God knows that how we respond to authority in the home will be how we respond to authority in the classroom, how we respond to authority in the workplace, and how we respond to authority in the community. God is a God of authority. And I want you to know that he's established authority in the earth. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 13, it says, it says that we'd obey every authority. Listen to what I'm, I want to read. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. Listen, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against God, what God has instituted, and those who do will bring a curse on themselves. How many of you know that's true in every area? Let me just give you an example. You know, we're to resident. We, we many, many sometimes speak harshly, speak uh, uh, negative words about our president, but they don't understand. When they do, they bring dishonor on themselves. Listen to me, I don't have to agree with everything that they do, but I must honor those in authority. Can I have an amen? And when we learn the principle of honor, we release blessing. God says, listen, we're to honor those in authority. And one of the first reasons why we're to uh, honor our parents on Father's Day is because they're the first authority that God has placed in our lives. I want you to know that parents, when you teach your children to dishonor their father or their mother, hear me carefully, you're setting them up for failure, you're setting them up for, for defeat, and you're setting them up. We have children in this room right now who are disrespectful, disrude, and I want you to know it always go back to the home. If they don't have authority, if they don't respect the authority in the home, what, I want you to know they're not going to respect the authority in the classroom. They're not going to respect the authority in, in the workplace. They're not going to respect the authority in the society. And I want you to know if you want blessing on their lives, you got to teach them how to honor authority. Can I have an amen? 
You don't have to always agree with their teacher. But let me just tell you, we got, people, we got parents in here, they're not going to even consider the other side. Something happened at school and their children tell them, oh, but the teacher did this, without even questioning, without even asking what the teacher, uh, what, what, what may have happened. They will go and cuss the teacher out. Can I have an amen? Now I want to tell you, I'm just letting you know today, listen to me, you are setting your children up for destruction and failure. Because when you don't teach them to respect the authority, I want you to know you're setting them up for a fall. I'm speaking to parents here. Listen to me. It, it, what breaks my heart as a pastor is sometimes the disrespect that I see in some of our children's lives. Honor is an attitude of the heart. And it's one of the most important things that you to teach because I want you to know, listen, if, if you want it to go well with them, you got to learn how to teach the principle of honor. I didn't always agree with my children's teachers, but I never, ever disrespected them, and I never allowed my children to disrespect them. Can I have an amen? I don't always agree with my supervisors when I wor worked in the workplace, but I always, I was taught the principle of honor. And when you honor the authorities, let me just tell you, it'll go well with you. Can I have an amen? For those of you that eat your pastors for lunch, it ain't going to go well with you. For those that eat your, listen to me, I, I, I don't allow people to talk about our president. I don't allow people, listen, you don't have to agree with him, but he's our president. And God says we're to honor him. Can I have an amen? I don't allow people to talk. And so how much more will, must we not allow our children or we must not utter words that are negative towards their fathers? Because when you do that, what you're doing is you're destroying them because guess what? They came from their father. When you, when you teach them to hate their father, you really teach them to hate themselves. And so the first reason why we don't honor is because God commanded it. Because let me tell you, because all authority is given by God. And he who resists authority, he's resisting God. Listen to me, I want to say to you, as fathers, it don't let us off the hook. In verses 4, he's saying, you fathers, do not, say do not. He says, do not provoke your children to wrath. I appreciate what the young man Chris shared about his father. Sometimes as fathers, we miss it. How many of you know there's no perfect father except our heavenly father? That amen was weak. I said, how many of you know there is no such thing as a perfect father? We all sin and we all miss the mark. We all fall short. One of the greatest things you can do as a father is when you miss the mark, you admit it and you ask for forgiveness. Can I have an amen? One of the challenges of why sometimes young people have a struggle honoring is because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will harden the heart. One of the biggest hindrances children have in honoring their father is when they hold bitterness and unforgiveness. Now listen to me. If God tells us that we're to love our enemies, we're to bless them and do good to them, how much more are we to do that to our fathers? Can I have an amen? So I'm saying to you today, I don't care if he's an abusive father. I don't care if he's an absentee father. I don't care if he's a negligent father. The reality is you're not off the hook. God says we're to honor our fathers. Can I have an Amen. Doesn't mean we don't uh, we agree with everything they do, but uh, it's an amazing Jesus said. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, 
Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you, that you might be the sons of your Father in heaven. I want you to know we have a heavenly Father. And if you have a right attitude towards your Father, how many know you got a heavenly Father who sees? Come in. And He sees everything. And I want you to know when your heart is right and when you have an attitude of honor, I want you to know you've got a heavenly Father who, who fights your battles. Can I have an amen? The second reason why we must learn to honor our fathers is because they gave us life. That's what the Bible says. Listen to what it says, Proverbs 23, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life. I don't know about you. My Bible teaches me that we came from a father. Did anybody, anybody here who, who came into this world and didn't have a father, please stand up. We all share this one thing in common. You didn't get here without a father. And so one of the reasons why we honor them is because, guess what? You didn't become the person and you didn't get where you are by yourself. Can I have an amen? And so therefore, we're to honor our fathers. Wasn't it wonderful to hear each one of these young people give honor and respect and appreciation to their father? Come on, let's thank God for that. Come on, because listen to me. As one young lady just shared, she, she realized that her hard work, her diligence, her perseverance came because of her father. See, you got to realize whether you agree with everything they did, I want you to know you are the person you are because of your father. So let's give God, let's thank God for every father in this room. God chose your father to make you the unique person that you are. You have the DNA of your father. You know, do you understand that even from a biological standpoint, is the father that gives the child their identity, their sex. That is a biological fact. But I want you to know it's also a spiritual fact. Children gain their identity. And so therefore, as fathers, we need to understand the awesome, awesome, awesome role that we've been given. I believe that there's no more important role than that of a father. My, my role as a father is more important than my role as a pastor. I want you to tell you, no success in the pulpit would ever measure up, would ever compare if I was a failure at home. Can I have an amen? And so our first role is to learn how, how to influence them in the ways of the Lord. I want you to know that fathers, hear me, because children uh, often follow our examples you know, it seemed years ago, how many remember the, the smoking commercial years ago? It, it was a commercial years ago about how this little boy, he watched his daddy go light up a cigarette and go sit under a tree. And guess what? He went and he, because he wanted to emulate his daddy, he took a cigarette and he did the same thing. I want you to know that your children are watching you, fathers. They want to imitate you. And therefore, for those of you fathers who are present, how important it is that you learn how to look to your Heavenly Father. We can't do it in our own strength. But how many know we have a Heavenly Father who will help us be the fathers we need to be? Can I have an amen? He will make up for our weaknesses, and He will help us. I wrote, I wrote this down, Psalms 139, verse 14. I will give thanks unto you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and that my soul know right well. Listen to me. God used my father to give me the DNA to make me the person I am. To hate my father is to hate myself. Even if your father wasn't involved in your life, 
I want you to know you can give God thanks that he used your father to give you the DNA and the uniqueness that you are and the person you are today. I want just you to take a moment right now, whether your father's present, whether he's going on to be with the Lord, let's thank God for the fathers who made us the way we are. Come on. Come on. Let's give God some praise. Oh, yes, he is. Listen to me. The older I've got, the more I appreciate my father. I was grateful I had a father, but my father died when I was 19 years old. It's been 37 years. I still miss not having a father. But, oh, I am so grateful for the lessons and the things he, he taught me, even when he didn't realize he was teaching me. My father was probably one of the hardest working men I knew. I could recall there were times when he worked uh, 30 days straight when he was working these various turnarounds and stuff. And I, I, can, I cannot, I'm just being honest, I cannot remember in my lifetime ever hearing my daddy call in sick. Never in my, never can recall, never, never can recall my daddy saying, listen, oh, that's the job calling, tell him I'm not here. I can never remember my dad missing a day of work, just cannot remember. I'm grateful for that. My dad was a, a father, he, there was not anything he was not willing to fix. My children, when I was growing up, they thought I could fix anything. They said, well, you learn that, that. My dad never stopped and said, son, this is how you do this, this is how you handle this too. But you know, because I watched my father, because he undertook everything, I'm not afraid to undertake anything because I watched the father. And I want you to know that the skills that even you now don't even realize it, the abilities that sometimes you take for granted, you kick, listen to me, a father. And so let's thank God once again for our, our fathers. Come on, don't, don't panic, kick, listen to me. That's why, that's why you'll never be free until you learn how to honor our fathers. Can I have an amen? It's not just our earthly fathers. You are the person you are sometimes because of our spiritual fathers. Listen, I, I, in order to minister this message, I got to always make sure that my heart is right in every relationship, my vertical relationship, my horizontal relationship. And, you know, the Lord had put on my heart to write my pastor a letter, my former pastor. You know, he was my spiritual father. And, you know, one of the reasons George and I was talking about this a few weeks ago, Brother George and I, we were just uh, talking about this whole principle of honor. Honoring those people who who before us and uh, and he said, you know, Neil, I think you you need to reach out to my pastor was called Brother Rod, Pastor Rod Aguilar. He said, I think you need to reach out and invite him to come in and and just honor him. And I said, you know, George, I think you're right. That's the right thing to do. And so, you know, I wrote a letter to my pastor. I wrote these words. I said, dear Brother Rod, I want to thank you. And I honor you as my spiritual father. I knew that, I say, I know that much of the success in my life in ministry is a result of the teachings that I received while I attended Reserve Church. When I visited Reserve Church in 1981, my father had recently died from a battle of cancer and it left a void in my life. I recall fondly as a young man how you spoke life into me. And my pastor reminded me, he said, son, there's a call of God on your life. I said, God used you as a father figure to give direction to my life. I could have gone so many different directions, 
But I am grateful for a spiritual father who spoke into my life, who spoke truth into my life. I will forever be grateful to you and Reserve Church for the spiritual nurture and teaching I receive. It is my prayer that on this Father's Day, God would continue to richly bless you and your family. My former pastor replied back. He was so overwhelmed with gratitude, and he said, I want to thank you for honoring me, and I celebrate your success and all that God's doing. I look forward to coming on a Sunday. Where, you, where I told him I wanted him to come and I want to introduce my congregate that this is the person who spoke into my life. I don't agree with everything my, God, God, my spiritual father did, just like I don't agree with everything my natural father did, but he was the person that God used to help me be the man I am. Can I have an amen? <laughs> and when we honor, we release blessing. And when we learn to honor, we break curses off of our lives. It's only right that we honor. Some of you, the reason why you struggle today is because you hadn't learned the principle of honor. I'm just telling you, I go, you know, the Bible said Jesus could do no mighty works in his own hometown because, they, you know, they did not honor him. They say, oh, isn't he uh, Joseph's brother? You know, familiarity can, can breathe contempt. You know, you, you take for granted. I, I, you know, isn't it amazing that sometimes people, they, they begin to uh, overlook and I, I have people that, you know, I go to meetings and, and they won't even acknowledge that I'm their pastor. But that's all right. You know, that's not because it's not about me. It's about the fact that if you want to be blessed, see, you can't receive from me unless you honor that you believe that God has placed me over your life. Can I have an amen? But along you, oh, that's just Neil Bernard. Well, guess what? That's all I'll be to you. But when you learn to release honor, I want you to know that honor will come on your life. Can I have an amen? And if you want to begin to experience blessing in your life, then you got to learn the principle of honor. And when you learn to honor, I want you to know it will, it will go well with you and your days will be long. I want to tell you, this works in every area of your life. It works in your job. It works in your school. It works, it works in your church. And it works in the community. If you want to live a blessed life, how many want to live a blessed life? Then I want to tell you, in this day of dishonor and disrespect, in this day of rebellion where so many disrespect authority and speak evil of their leaders, I want to tell you, if you'll dare to be different, if you'll dare to say, I'm going to honor who God honor, I'm going to speak honor, I want you to know then God will bring blessing on your life. Come on, give God some praise for that right now. And lastly, one of the reasons why we to honor is because honor brings blessing on our lives. I like this part. I want you to know there's a blessing that God brings. There are generational blessings that come. This is what it says, Ephesians 6, 3. Honor your father and mother that it might go well with you, that you might enjoy a long life on the earth. Now, hear me from my experience, because some of you think, you know, well, he don't know anything, but I'm going to just let, I'm, hear me. I was a chaplain for, for 16 years, worked 16 years, in the prison, most of the time, serving as a chaplain, ministering to young men incarcerated. I've been in the Lord, and one thing I can tell you is this. One of the reasons why some men never break the cycle of incarceration, never break the cycle of in and out of prison, is because they don't understand this pr principle I've seen people lose their lives prematurely 
because they didn't understand the principle of honor. The Bible tells us, you know, there's a generation who cursed his mother and father. I had a, I had a relative, literally, I'm just telling you a true story. Listen to me. I, you know, that was unheard of. If we were to dare, if we would have fixed our lips to say something to either my mother or father, they would have knocked the lips off you. Anybody had parents like that? You know, I know today you'll call that abuse, but that's all right. Dad, you know, the, the dad, but I, but I had a relative who, who I remember growing up when they moved and, and I heard them cussing their, own, their parents. I mean, I couldn't, first of all, it was so foreign to us because I wouldn't even be allowed to tell you about it. So the idea that they were cussing their mama and their daddy, I couldn't even imagine. But as the Bible tells us, it'll not go well with you. When I got a call about midnight and said this particular relative was gunned down in the premature area of his life and he's over on this street, I immediately recall the fact that he always dishonored and cussed his parents. And what the Bible says. See God is not a liar. The Bible says let God be true and every man a liar. If you're here today ask yourself. Are you living in the blessed. Are you walking in the blessed life. Are you experiencing the blessing of God. Listen to me. Honor will start a cycle of blessing that will come on you and your family for generations to come. That's why the devil knows that, so he will cause you, he will try to cause you to begin to bring disrespect to people in authority. Deuteronomy 5 verse 16 says, respect your father and mother. Listen, God your God commands it, and you will have long life in the land that God has given you, and you will be treated well. And you will, listen, and he's given you and will treat you well. I like that. When we learn how to honor, and I want to say to every person, listen to me, whether they were there or not, if you teach your children honor, you can break every generational curse. Can I have an amen? They may have not been there. They may have not been there for you, but you listen to them. You're going to honor your father. You're not going to ever speak evil of them because when you speak blessing over him, it releases blessings over your life. I want you, we can break the curse. Some of you say, listen, I see generational fathers who wasn't there, but I want you to, you can break the curse today if we'll learn the principle of honor. Can I have an Amen. We receive generational blessings when we learn to operate in this principle of honor. It not only affects us, but it affects our children as well. I want to tell you uh, the story of a family that God promised that forever their family would be blessed because they honored their father. In Jeremiah chapter 35, there was a father by the name of Rechab. Rechab. And uh, his generation was called the Rechabites. Well, the, 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 he, the father's name was Jonadab, that's, uh, um, and uh, they were called the Rechabites. I'm going to read it verbatim. God gave Jeremiah a prophet 
When imagine God was about to judge a whole nation because of their rebellion and sin. But God said, there's one family I'm not going to judge because they honored their father. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that when God is about to bring judgment, God said, but this family, I can't judge because they honor their father. Isn't that, let, let, me, let me read it because some of you, if you read the whole chapter, you'll see the whole context. But in Jeremiah 35, verses 18 and 19, the Bible said, then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, this is what the Lord, the Almighty God of Israel says. You have obeyed the command of your forefather, Jonadab, and have followed all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Jonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a man to serve me because he honored the Lord. Isn't that amazing? I want you to know, isn't that I believe there's still a Rechabite in the earth today serving the Lord because one man decided to honor God. Come on, listen to me. You and I can release generational blessing. That's why I understand. That's why parents realize that if you will learn, my daddy didn't always do everything right, but my mama would never allow us to speak a negative, critical word concerning our father. She always held him in high esteem, and therefore we held him in high esteem. I'm grateful for the day because, you know what, I know that my life is blessed because of learning how the principle of honor. I've seen people struggle and why it just don't go well with them. And when I look closely in their life, often there's a principle of dishonor. They've not learned to honor those in authority. They've not learned to honor their father. Let me just tell you, if you'll learn the principle of honor, I want you to know you will release a generational blessing. But if you're the kind of parents, like got, we got them in here, and you're always defending your child, listen to me. I'm I want to say this to some parents. You're so busy wanting them to be your friend that you can't be their parent. Ah, yeah, I'm talking to you right now. And you know what? So guess what? I want you to know the reality. Let me just tell you, there was a time I got all adult children. I'm, I'm grateful. I, I'm enjoying the period of my life when I have grandchildren. I love every minute of it. I believe that God gives us uh, grandchildren to reward us for all that we went through with having children. <laughs> every grandparent say Amen. But hear me, I'm telling you that when my children were young, they didn't always agree with my children. Even as adults, they didn't always like me telling them that. Because you know what? I have a responsibility to tell them the truth. Some of you, you know, I, I, I just don't understand this. Listen to me. I'm, I can't defend you and you're wrong. You, you so worried about pleasing them, you let them fornicate under your roof. Oh, yes, I'm talking about parents right in this room. You let them dishonor your home. Oh, no, let me tell you, you're bringing a curse on your house. But I let them know, listen to me, let me tell you, as long as I'm the priest of this house, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I don't have to be your friend. I'm your daddy. Can I have an Amen. We got too many daddies and mamas want to be their friend. No, you're their father. You're their spiritual leader. And guess what? You're not, they're not going to always agree with you. But you got to speak the truth. Can I have an amen? You got to tell them the truth. And there are many times where, where they didn't always agree with what I, the instructions I gave them. They, didn't always, they, didn't, they got angry with me. But guess what? You got to stand for the truth. You got to stand. Because let me tell you, you got to honor God first of all. Can I have an Amen. I honor God. 
Oh, I know it's easy to want to give in and, and want to close your eyes and look the other way. But listen, I got a God who, who watches over my life. And I got to honor him because, listen, to fathers, if you want your children to first all honor you, you got to honor the Lord. Can I have an amen? Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your life. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with everything he gives you. And I want you to say, if you'll honor the Lord, he'll honor you. The Bible says in the book of uh, 1 Samuel, he that honors me, him I will honor. But he that despises me, he that does not honor me, I'll despise. I want you to know that if we'll learn the principle of honor, if you'll honor God and honor with God's honor, God will release honor on your life. And he'll release blessings on your life. And I say that, I want to say that as I close. Hear me, parents. Some of you need to make adjustments. Fathers, listen to me. I know you love your sons and daughters, but you got to tell them the truth even when it hurts. They'll love you one day for it. But if you cave into the pressure and let them do what they want, the Bible says they'll mock you. The Bible says an obedient child is the joy of their fathers. Read it in the book of Proverbs. The reason why some of us don't enjoy this season of our lives is because, you know what, when, when we should have been teaching them to honor and obey, we were letting them have our way. Or sometimes we were so busy doing our thing, we didn't have time to teach them. But aren't you glad he's a merciful God? I say, aren't you glad he's a merciful God? And I want to say as I close, I don't care if you mess it up, aren't you glad we have a God who can get it right? Aren't you glad we have a God who can fix what we messed up? Oh, I, I love that about God. Come on. I, because I know I'm an imperfect dad, but he's a perfect father. And he'll make up for my mess up if I repent and I'll acknowledge, Lord, I need for you. If you're here today and you're not living the blessed life, you're not living under the window of blessing, I want to tell you, you can turn it around today by learning to honor what God honors. It's never too late. It's never too late. So as I close in a word of prayer, I want to pray, first of all, for fathers. I, I want to pray a blessing over you. If you're a father today, and if you don't mind, if you want me to pray a blessing, would you come this morning? Would you come? I want every father just come stand right here. Every father just come. I just want to pray a blessing over your life. Come on, let's thank God. Come on, let, let's thank God for these fathers. Come on. If you, if you don't want the blessing, you, you can stay where you are. If you, you can stay where you are. But we're here today to honor fathers. Honor fathers. Y'all come and feel incense. Honor, Father. Some of you out there, and your father's not here, but listen to me. I want you to, because you understand the Prince of Honor, by releasing your hand, I want you to join with me and stretch your hands toward these fathers. It has never been easy being a father. Oh, you don't understand. It is difficult. It is, it is overwhelming at times being a father. They need our prayers. Do, do me a favor. Won't you out there? Won't you stand on your feet and stretch your hands and, and you pray, especially if your father's standing up here. You, I need your prayers this morning. I need your prayers. 
your father's not here and he's at home, I want you to, by faith, I want you to pray for your father right now. We want to pray and we want to honor what God honors. We want to bless what God blesses. And so this morning, let's pray for fathers. Father, we first of all, we want to thank you for being our heavenly father. We acknowledge that we are imperfect fathers. That we don't always do the right thing. That, Father, that we sin and we fall short. But we are so grateful that you sent Jesus Christ to die, to take the place of us and die on a cross for our sins so that we can receive forgiveness. And so, Lord, this morning, all over this room, as fathers, we receive your forgiveness. We look to you as our Heavenly Father. We thank you that you are a perfect Father. And that from you come wisdom. From you come understanding. Every father, just pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, you said if any man lack wisdom, you said let him ask. I'm asking you today, give me the wisdom. Give me the grace. To be the father, to be the grandfather that you want me to be. I acknowledge I can't do it on my own, but I need you. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Today, I receive your grace, your wisdom to be the father you created me to be. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank God for that right now. Come on. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want to pray for you because let me just tell you, you are the foundation. That's what Father means. Father means foundation. You are the source. That means from you everything comes. So God chose you. You're not only the foundation, you're the source. If the source is blessed, everything that flows out, the resource is going to be blessed. If the foundation is blessed, everything you build upon is going to be blessed. So it's a sin that you are right. The Bible says if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? God place you and I to be the foundation. I want to just pray a blessing over you right now. Father, I pray for every father here. I pray right now that God, that you would bless their lives with wisdom, with understanding. Father, with humility. Father, that you would protect us from every wrong and every evil influence. We turn away from the things that would destroy and undermine our leadership. I pray that, Father, that we may have children that we may have not been involved in our lives, but God, I thank you that you are merciful and you're gracious, God. And so we pray that, God, you'd make up for where we lack. Bridge the love between the love they receive and the love they needed. God, we ask that today, God. I pray for every son, every daughter, every grandson, every daughter. God, to heal every hurt. Fill the void. Those that are dealing with anger. Those that are dealing with rebellion. Those that are dealing with drugs and alcohol. Those who are caught up in lives of immorality. Father, you are our Father. Only you can save. We pray, rescue our children. Those children who are astray. God, we're asking you today, save them. Come on, say, save my children. 
save my sons and daughters. Save my grandchildren. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you that you save them. In the name of Jesus. We claim your promise that if, as I believe on the Lord Jesus, not only me, but my household shall be saved. I claim, I claim my children to a thousand generations that they'll all know the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.